We met on the gram, became instant BFFs, and we're two girls here to empower women to be self-reliant. Hey, I'm Amy, founder of Alexa Athletica. And I'm Emily, the creator of Stami Tactical. And we are Not, Not Your, Your Average, Average Gun, Gun Girls. Girls. We're calling on our friends, industry insiders, and speaking to people about major moments in their lives. We talk guns, personal safety, shared lifestyle tips, and everything in between. So grab your coffee or your vav because you, you can, can sit with, with us. <laughs> it's great to be back. I love being back in our studio. Oh, of our studio, yeah. Took a few weeks off. Well, took a few weeks off because we had so many episodes that we recorded from YWLS. We took a few weeks off of being in, a, in studio. Yes, in studio. But now we're back we're in back, our studio. And things are, things are good. We've had a, we had a great um, run at YWLS with all our awesome guests. So if you haven't listened to those, make sure you go back to listen to them. I mean, we really like had so many great guests. We always have great guests, but these this were- This is a wide variety yeah. of- different topics from hormone uh conversations hormone health, yeah. hormone health to breathing, we had a breathing nervous system yes. discussions all the way to um like talking to riley Gaines just about what she went through with you know competing against um leah thomas leah yeah. thomas like just just a lot and then of course we got to catch up with some friends which of is, is, is always fun to do when we're at ywls yes but we're back and we are excited today because we thought that it would be fun and a good idea it's been a little while since we've done a back to basics safety conversation mm-hmm. and what i've noticed and maybe you've noticed this too there's a huge trend going on right now on social media a lot on tiktok of yep. women that are seeking out these types of tips and this information. So we wanted to just make sure that we are putting it out there. We are being a good resource and that as people are starting to search for these, if you've got a friend that's asking you questions, please share the episode with them. Mm -hmm. Please link and share that with them so that they can get the information in a concise, great way. Right. Because I think like it's important that, you know, for those of of you that have been following, listening to us, you know, for we're now four seasons in. Like, yes, yeah, so we talk about a wide range of things and we, and we have guests on and sometimes we talk about things that are a little bit more harder to hear about the realities of what's really happening out there. But what I think is very important is, like Amy said, is we need to get back to basics and, and talk about just some really simple safety t- tips that I know for, for those of you that are already in this personal safety mindset, you're going to probably think, I already know that. I already do that. But one, it never hurts to hear it again because we get so caught up in our daily lives that like you can easily forget to lock your door, things like that. So I just, you know, it's important for us to make sure that we're always putting out this information. And as simple as some of you may think it is, you have to also understand there are some people who don't even know. Uh, who've never been told any of these things. Walking without your earbuds is revolutionary to some people. Yes. I don't understand it. I know. I just want to shake them. I know. They're bonkable. (laughs) So what prompted this is, you know, we all know that crime is on a rise everywhere in all the cities and wherever you live, but it's not even so much, you know, threat to threat to like your personal life crime, like murder, assault. That is on the rise in Dallas as well. Mm -hmm. But this like what we're seeing and what I'm seeing a lot of, especially, you know, looking at different apps and things like that is the basic crimes of. Uh, the gas station robbery of stealing your purse outside of um, your passenger car, or when you're loading groceries in, stealing your purse. Just like I get, what, I don't is petty that, crime. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like petty theft. Yeah, I, I don't really know. But when it's happening to you, it doesn't no, feel it's not petty. petty at all. <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't like, feel small. It feels is, very violating. That is a yeah. violating attack uh-huh. and assault. Is is what it feels like. So, 
you know, we have a list of things we want to talk about um, when it comes to basic safety, but I'm sure you guys probably have known or heard somebody that had something very simple. Um, things happen like that. And one of the recent ones was, I was saying, is like a gas station attack where this uh, woman in Dallas was getting gas in her car. And this happens all the time. She was getting gas in her car. She deliberately put her purse under or tucked under the passenger side. She got out um, and then she heard like tire screeching. So she went to see what that was and then realized that someone had stolen her her purse oh. and she had taken the measures like to put it under like tuck it under her seat she did not she did not lock her passenger door um but you know that happens i mean you get you get caught up in your daily things that you forget simple things like that but what she once she called the police and the police i guess got footage from the gas station what she found was it was actually she thought it was one car it was actually two cars the screeching one was the, was the distraction. Yeah. So the car was like screeching off onto Sneaky. the street. She, you know, looked away to that car while the second person, mm -hmm. the lookout or, or, yeah. or whomever, was stealing her items. And it's just like, yeah. that is... And luckily it ended there right. with just a theft. And I think that is, when we talk about this, mm -hmm. we're talking about, you know, not even worst case scenario, but some of these crimes that are deemed petty crimes mm -hmm. could escalate beyond that. Yep. And so what do we do to make ourselves harder targets, mm -hmm. to make ourselves as best we can put ourselves in situations and do things that could potentially like lead us to not be the victim right. of this and hopefully not escalate. I remember we had Tracy Walder, if any of you Remember that episode? She was the former CIA and FBI yeah, agent. And, <laughs> yes. And while she, of course, has a lot of extensive training with mm -hmm. firearms and she's not, not a proponent of you carrying a firearm, I don't think she personally carries a firearm every right. day. But one piece of information that she said that I found very valuable was like, the firearm is not the end-all be-all. And we would agree mm -hmm. with that on this show. While this is not your average gun girls podcast, we acknowledge and understand that there are uh, several steps and things that we should all be doing right. prior to ever having to pull our self-defense tool. Mm -hmm. Because self-defense tool may not... Uh, pulling a gun on someone stealing your purse may not be the best answer. Right. <laughs> if your life is not being threatened and your life is not in jeopardy, then that's not the option. Right. And I think use. that's what a lot of people too, is like when you look at some of these reports of people saying, you know, crime is high or this happened to me, I see people commenting back on saying, oh, well, you need to get a gun. And my thought is, well, no, I don't think that is not the solution here because yeah. there are other things that need to happen before you even get a gun, yeah. but pulling the gun in that situation was going to do what? You know what I mean? It's like, right. I think a lot of people don't understand that they immediate, their immediate thought is like, oh, self-defense, get a gun. And all of a sudden you're, it, it, you're saved. It's like, no, no, you have like, we talk about this being a lifestyle and a mindset. Mm -hmm. You have to be all in for that. So like going back to like that situation of the simple things of like, I mean, you have to be cognizant and be aware and say, okay, I'm getting gas or I'm getting out of my car going like, and lock, I mean, lock your doors. 
like yeah. lock your doors. And I know that some cars have a feature. I know in my car has a feature that when I use the uh, key fob to unlock it, I can, um, ha- I have a setting. So it only unlocks the driver's side. It does not unlock the passenger doors. I have to hit the unlock twice if I want to let a passenger You're have in. to show me that feature because I did not know that. Yes. And we have the same car. Well, yeah. maybe that's a new, you have the newer version. So maybe <laughs> I did not, I didn't have that in my version of the car, but. But that's like, so of yeah. Course, like ben, ben gets annoyed when he goes to get in. I'm like, I haven't unlocked your slide yet. <laughs> Look around, be aware. But like, that's like a simple, like, you know, I feel like that is, while it can be kind of annoying, you mm-hmm. know, in that situation, but it's one of those things that the, the only way you're getting into your car is through your driver's side and the other ones stay locked yeah. um, until you're in, you're in and secure. And then another thing I would say is a lot of people, because we walk to our car, we're running errands is like, you know, the earbuds the phone, like just stay off your phone. Like, well, that's what I was going to say. Like how let's talk through simple first line of defense, things that we can do to make yourself a hard target, because these are applicable no matter how old you are, no matter what state you live in, whether or not you ever choose to carry a firearm, maybe that will never be your self-defense tool Mm -hmm. of choice and that's okay. But, and maybe you can't carry a gun. Maybe you're not of that age. So what can every single one of us be doing in the interim until we get to that point where we choose to carry a self-defense tool? There are things that we can Mm -hmm. do. So you mentioned one of them was the the earbuds. Right. Um, the so earbuds and getting off your phone. Like I'm always a broken record about these things. Like just don't be on your phone when you're out in public. Being, meaning don't down. be looking down, head down, don't not be paying attention. Don't be walking your car texting somebody. Yeah. Like it's not like- Forget I the fact that you could get run over by a car. You could, mm-hmm. someone could come up and bunk you on the head I without mean, you ever knowing they can't. I mean- I've told the story before of- being in DC and I literally watched a girl walk right into a pole because her head was down mm-hmm. in the front. I kid you not. I saw, I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't see it with my inner eyes. And I thought to myself, huh? So people really do just walk into a pole because they're not paying attention. Oh yeah. We've I mean, seen and it. that's like, that, that is so basic. Like you could just injure your trip on your own. So it's like, you don't want that to happen. But then you also want to make sure that, as Amy said, you are being a hard target and being a hard target means that you are paying attention yep. to your surroundings. Because what people are looking for, what these criminals are looking for is they're looking for soft targets. They're looking for the people that are easy, the people who aren't paying attention, the people who are distracted. Mm -hmm. And you being with your head down in your phone is you being distracted, not being able to see or hear if someone is is around you. And with the earbuds, you you don't need to have your earbuds in. I know like... Apple and all the Bluetooth has made it so easy that you can just, you know, throw them in your ear and your phone can be in your pocket and you can go about your business and listen to your music, your podcast, but we will give you a pass of not listening to our podcast while you're out in public. So you can be more safe. (laughs) Yes, uh, that's absolutely true. And I think, so the big ones that come to my mind, confidence projection. Mm -hmm. This is something that every single one of us can work on and can make sure that we're doing. So I remember taking a, a class in, I took a self-defense class when I was at A&M and that was one of the biggest things that they told us was mm-hmm. make yourself seem bigger. Walk with your shoulders straight. And I love this because they even said to constantly be looking mm-hmm. around and if you see people in the parking lot, especially if you're 
at, if it's darker mm-hmm. at nighttime and you're walking and there doesn't seem to be a lot of people around, but you see one person in the parking lot, even if they're across the parking lot, make your presence be known. Say hi. Throw make them. Make eye contact. Make eye contact. Um, project confidence, even if you're not feeling it. And I think I see this a lot, especially with younger girls who still just aren't completely sure of themselves and they don't have that confidence yet, but it's a great exercise to walk with your head up, walk with your shoulders back, um, that hopefully they bypass you and they look for somebody else that is, doesn't look like they are going to put up a fight. It's if something were to happen. Like some, some people call it like having a command presence, like Mm -hmm. I know leadership, um, I've seen it. I've, I've read about it in like leadership books about management style and things like that, about how, like when you walk into the room, you want to project that confidence, having that command presence in your posture and your tone shows that you have some kind of authority and that transfers into your everyday life when you are running your errands or, or doing whatever you're doing is if you are walking with that command presence, Mm -hmm. you're, you you have posture, you have that general demeanor that you are aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm you are going to be passed over for someone else who is right. heads down in their phone, not paying attention, right. who technically is the softer target. Um, well, and I read something real quick that I, that I thought um, was put in, in a very simple, simple way, which I think is, is we can all remember. is like, even if you do your best, you can still be a target for those that live that life of evil. And like, and that's the thing, like we are always practicing being self-reliant, situational awareness, but even if we do our best, we, we can still... Well, that's where the backup tool comes right. into play. Like that's that, where backup training and all those yes. things come into play. And that's the point of you know why we're so big on having multiple tools in your toolbox <laughs> because there are evil people that will... They will skip several steps yes. in the process of picking their victim and their target and they'll just go straight to... They don't think the same way, you right. know, there could be something off in their brain that is, you know, removing that mm-hmm. process of choosing a target and they're just going to go straight for whoever's right there. Exactly. And you can't plan for that and you can't always assess what that mm-hmm. person looks like. And so having that backup tool, whatever it is, and the training to be able to assess where is the situation going? Mm-hmm. Is this escalating to yep. a point where I do feel like I... Mace isn't going to work and I do need a fight, you know, like Mm -hmm. where is this going? Unless you have that training behind you to really work through those scenarios, you know, you make it, find yourself in a position where you're caught without a tool and we just don't want that. We don't want that to happen, Mm -hmm. obviously. So, you know, these first line of defense, confidence projection, uh, limiting the distractions with your earbuds. I also like, uh, the idea of taking the sorry out of your voice, taking the hesitation out of your voice. And that is something that we could all be working on, especially as women. Don't be afraid to use your voice. Don't be, and don't be afraid to speak loud to, again, that comes with that confidence projection. But if that's something that you're struggling with, stand in that mirror, you know, (laughs) please, sir, don't come any closer. Please, please don't, please back up. Please back up. Be firm in your stance. Take the please out of your voice. Take the sorry out of your voice. And if you need to stand in front of your mirror and practice just saying back up as many times as you need to, that is going to help you in so many other areas of your life as Mm -hmm. well. Not just in self-defense, but like taking out that apologetic nature out of your voice to where you're, you just present this air of confidence is going to help you. Like you said, in so many other areas as well, but definitely when it comes to your safety. So what else have we got on there? Planning your route. 
and advanced. So I used to do this a lot living in DC because I walked everywhere. Uh, if I knew I needed to go somewhere, I mean, I, I did this when we first moved here just because I didn't know the areas. So I'm like, I need to go to run an errand to wherever, let's just say Target. I'm like, well, I don't even really know where the Target is. Let me look at where it is. Is there a different way that I go? Like even in DC, I'm like, well, where's this coffee shop or, or where's this store? Like know your route ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Just so when you're going there, you're you're not questioning the way you have to have to have to go. I, mean, I know we all have GPS and things like that, but it's I think knowing that ahead of time kind of gives That's you good. just kind of a a leg up of having sure. a little bit more confidence because you know your the the direction and where mm-hmm. you, and where you have to go. Yep. Um, and then we were talking about you know like running errands, but like let's talk about the grocery store for instance. And yeah. like this happens a lot when um, I see th- I see this a lot in the grocery store when you know you're in your buggy, your shopping cart mm-hmm. and women care, put, either put their phone or their purse in the, the, what is it? The baby part of it yeah. where you put your kid in. And then they're like over picking out like their I know. food. And I'm just I like, found myself doing anybody that. want yep. a phone? Anyone want to take right my, here. Yep. Like, so either use a crossbody bag or your Lexos, just try to get out of that habit of putting your, your purse down and, and leaving it. Unless you then, really just don't care if that purse gets stolen or yeah, not. I <laughs> don't know? know why you would. I know. But like then that also translates. So as you're leaving the grocery store and then yeah. you have to load up, load up your car yep. and having to figure out, well, you know, you not only have like your babies, you got to load in your car, then you have to yeah. put your groceries in your car and you're doing this, you know, most of the time, like by yourself. Cause you know, I, most people can't just go to the grocery store as a family. And I think right. sometimes you have to go with your children. You do. And that's something that I personally have found challenging to how do I get my kids in their car seats because you have to turn your back. I mean, mm-hmm. like you're, or you're there's, fighting there's really- a screaming child who does not want to get into that car. Like there's so many inherent distractions mm-hmm. that it's been really hard. So one thing, I don't know if this was just by, um, you know, Providence that this happened, but <laughs> I, I was putting my kids in the car and it just so happened that I had my buggy position. Okay. If you can imagine, I've got two cars on the side of me. Mm-hmm. Your door is open, so you basically close the space and gap between you and the car that's next to you. And then I positioned the buggy far enough away that created a gap and a barrier between anyone that wanted to walk up. Is that making sense? Like, so... It gave me a little bit more peace of mind. So you're basically knowing, in the opening of your door. Yes. I'm in the opening of my like door. And that. I was like, if anyone were to come up to me at this point, at this distance, they would have to stop and they have a barrier to get around. So it gives me a little bit more time. If anything, I just want to create time and space for myself. Mm -hmm. And also I would hope that I would hear them if they're like trying to move the The buggy while I'm distracted with my kids. So that I had never really thought of that before, like creating barriers around you. And that was something that helped me. So I love getting tips. I mean, this is something that moms are going to So when just, you, just out of curiosity, because you have two kids, if they both come with you uh, to the store, which I'm sure is probably a lot. I don't, I don't know the last time I took by myself okay. both well, kids I've to the seen, store, but I am sure there are women yeah, that I've have seen, like, to I do this. I yeah. women load their groceries with their kids just out of yeah. Cure, just like, so oh. my car has a setting that 
if I were to get the two kids in the car first. So one thing that I do is I, you know, let my son, I'll open one door yeah. to get my daughter in. And I actually just let my son, he's three, he just crawls so he over. So I'm not having to go around the okay. car, but so that's, I let him crawl I through. With. Yeah. I let him crawl through. I typically will get her in place. So you give priority to the youngest. Yes. Okay. And usually just because she's harder to get into the car. I sure, don't right. really know my yeah. thought process on that, but I just to get her in. And then, so we've got a cool... F- feature um when they're in the car and then I open up the back it locks all the other doors oh so okay. I'm not worried about somebody opening up those doors while, while I'm unloading okay. groceries in the back and then I typically have not locked him in his car seat yet so but the car's not running so I'm just like hey sit there and he sits there and then I go and get okay. him like strapped in so groceries are in all that kind of stuff but um yeah I mean there's just there's a lot to think yeah, through I can't, I can't imagine having to having to, to there are moms that, that have to do it and that's another reason why if my kids are with me, it is imperative that I have my firearm with me because we're not talking anymore about, you know, there is no petty theft if someone's going to grab my kid. Like we're talking, we're that you have escalated this game's over. So like I, if I'm going to be out with my kids, will have my firearm with me as like a backup. So, um, but I was just always, I'm always curious if you guys have tips on what you do, would love to hear it. Drop a note and let us know. Mm -hmm. We want to hear, we want to hear all that. Cause I think getting, getting to that point is also, you know, we always go back is where, where situational, situational awareness and being aware of your surroundings come in is before you get to that point is just giving a quick scan to see, do you know, do you notice anything off? Um, another thing, another good tip is GPS, um, and setting your home location. So I, I go back to DC because while I left DC, cause I didn't, I got, I was over it. There's still, (laughs) there's a few things that like I miss. And I think about now that were like really beneficial because I lived in a building. Yep. So when I gave my address, it, I could have been coming out of the building, an office, a restaurant. So I didn't really think too much about giving over an address to an Uber driver. However, now I question it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I have a car now, but I still, you know, Uber places. So one of the things, while well, it may not be feasible for everyone, depending on where you live or, or how your house is set up, it is having them pick you up a couple houses down. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's still in the vicinity, but it's not your exact house. And then speaking of um, Uber, there are also several f- safety features within the Uber app that you can enable um, on stomitactical.com. I have a post about Uber safety tips that, that will link, but there are, you can now ask, you know, uh, have the driver set up. So the driver has to ask you a pin that is provided in your I know. I love that. Actually, I read that article when I was traveling and I went through line by line. I was like, okay, check. Okay. Done. Done. Very helpful article. Right. And then, so, you know, I think you should, I love that, that companies like this are starting to implement more of these type of safety sure. features. Um, so you should definitely take advantage of them if you are using, mm-hmm. using Uber or any kind of ride share. But then speaking of GPS, I know we all use GPS to get home and to and from locations, but we all know like where we live, unless you're brand new to your house, you still don't know the area, but once you know the area, you know how to get there. So if you're using GPS, whether it be on your phone or you, the navigation system in your car, do cars even still have those? I feel like everyone just uses their phone uh, now. I, I think think my, I, don't, oh, yeah. I think it Our does, but I just, I just plug up my car play. Play, yeah. right. Um, so instead of putting in your home location, put it in a location, again, that's like right by your neighborhood that you know. For instance, if you live next to whatever, the, the Starbucks, just put in the Starbucks. Because once you get to that area, 
you know how to get home. So why would that be beneficial to anyone have it in steal, your phone? Anyone steals your phone, ah. they're not having you know uh, access to your home address. If you're putting, because I know sometimes people oh, also good. put it yeah. into like rental cars and things like that. So it's just kind of not giving out that information yeah. and preventing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I never thought about it. Yeah. Once I, you know, that's why I rely on her. She thinks through a lot of things for me. I like to think I'm a a safety guru, but not as much as her. So, yeah, mine gets a little, mine borders more a little paranoid. I think Emily comes to my house and she's checking the thickness of the glass on our like back door, like window. Not really, but yeah, but I think I can get there. Um, and then I think one of the other things is like parking in well-lit areas. I feel like, again, like simple, but it's just one of those yeah. things like opt to park in, in a well-lit mm-hmm. area if you can. Like there are options. Yeah. I know a lot of people want the convenience of either the close space or, or whatever space and, and things like that. But at the same time, it's, if it seems shady or if you don't feel comfortable, yeah. then you need to just cut bait and yeah. like either park somewhere else, go somewhere else or, or or avoid it altogether because it goes bad. Like you need like trusting your gut. Trust your gut. Speaking of parking. So this hit me the other day. I was, I've been parking more in parking garages. I've been going to downtown Dallas a lot more and I hate parking garages. I hate feeling like I'm trapped in. Mm -hmm. They're dark. They're not well lit. There's no, they're usually like pretty empty. And so like, I just, I tried to avoid parking garages as much as possible, but sometimes you just can't, if you can't find street parking. So I was driving around and around and I said, you know, I intentionally had to drive like three more rows up because I wanted to be as close to the elevator as I possibly could. Cause I was thinking in my head, if I park far away and there was a scenario that I couldn't get out of here, a, where's the staircase? Where's Mm -hmm. the elevator? Where's, I don't want to be caught looking around and wandering around this parking garage. And, you know, so I wanted, and usually the elevators are typically better lit, mm-hmm. uh, but just having an access point and a reference point to easily identify your car and find it very quickly and also find your exit point. Mm-hmm. If you were to notice that something seems off, you know, I did not want to be caught looking right. around and, and finding it. So I was trying to park as close as I could to that elevator and, you know, have a way to either get out. So if I'm like stepping off the elevator and I'm looking around, I can get back on and get out of there or have it knowing where the staircase is to mm-hmm. get out of there. And then, you know, well, I think that brings up a good point about like understanding like where your exits are when you are going to a restaurant or mm-hmm. going to the, where, wherever you're parking or any establishment, yep. like I making a mental note in your head, there isn't besides the way you got into the mm-hmm. establishment is, yep. is there another one in the back? Do I mentally say, Oh yeah, there's an exit to the left because there's something to be said for kind of talking to yourself and making that mental, mental note yeah. in your head that under pressure that you will be able to kind of revert, yeah. revert back to that. Yep. And I think with like the parking garages and the elevators, that's like a mm-hmm. huge thing. I used to think like all those, um, you know, they, what is it? Like put little graphics or icons to like know what like level or, yep. or row you're on. I remember when I was younger, I was like, oh, those are, those are dumb. But like now if it's, if it's a, if it's a busy parking garage and that's my only option and I know that it can be confusing, I quickly snap a picture yep. of the pillar. Yep. Yep. And then before I leave where I'm going, if I can't remember, I check, I check it and then yep. tell myself what it is. So as I'm walking, I don't have to check my phone and I know that I can yep. get, get right to my, whoop. 
<laughs> well, and don't underestimate. Do you walk with your fob in your hand for, for the car? like the security feature just in case? Uh, for um, for yeah. my car fob. Yeah, like if you're walking through a a garage. Or... Uh, no, typically because if I'm in a garage, I usually am like trying to be hands free because I'm carrying something. Yeah, and then like with also with our car. Yeah. Like if I walk up to it, it'll unlock the driver door, so I don't have to. Buy. But what about the alarm? Because yes, I, I mean I if you don't, yeah, I usually just don't. It's not. Um, yeah. Never. I didn't think about that until I did that training um, in Orlando, and it they were like, "Use your fob. Use the alarm. If something seems off." Do it, and if it's loud enough, people yeah. don't want to bring attention need to, to, like, to. I need to see what mine sounds like. I don't know what it sounds like. Yeah, you go like practice it yeah. and see it. But I'm like, if it's loud enough, it could provide it just enough distraction for that person to walk yeah, away, of and they don't want to bring attention exactly. to themselves or what's what's about to happen. So you know, just uh, I thought that was a very interesting like little tip. So right, exactly. I think you know what we what we talk about here is, you know, it's like I said, it's like, it's simple, it's basic, but you know, a lot of, one of the questions that I feel like we get a lot too is like, how can I get my daughter to start being aware, starting to understand her safety? And I think, you know, what we've talked about here is a very, you know, easy way to start kind of understanding, mm-hmm. you know, that you have to start doing these things. You know, when I was like the, the, the simplest thing, and I really think that this kind of like shaped me into being more, more prepared and thinking about my personal safety is back when we had pay phones, my mom <laughs> always had like four quarters in this little, like, I don't know, whatever yeah. change purse that was in my backpack. And mm-hmm. it was like, you can't use this emergency. For yeah. <laughs> it's if you have to make a phone call home, like this is for emergency. There was always like something like it was, mm-hmm. it was for an emergency. And I think it's things like that, that you just need to start talking to your sure. kids about and getting into getting into that mindset. And also one of the things I think too is, is like when you are with your kids, you can start playing kind of mental yep. like games or spotting games when you're in the car with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, did, who saw that sign? What did that, what was that guy wearing? Yep. Things like that. And I think playing through what I like to do a lot is, is, um, when I'm out walking around is kind of run through just my own personal scenarios of, oh, I'm going to my car. Well, what if somebody was, you know, I heard somebody coming, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And just start thinking of that. Cause I think that's, that has the biggest impact to start yep. thinking of asking yourself that question. What would I do if, Yep. because those questions, like when you have to actually answer that question yep. and figure out how you're going to answer that question, whether it be with, you know, knowledge, phys- you know, what yeah. you can do physically, or if you're going to have to rely on a self-defense tool, like then you start kind of going down that, that yeah. path and start snowballing into this. Well, Oh yeah, I, I really need to take this, take this seriously because, yeah. you know, these things are happening and we never, we, we never, you know, I, I see a lot of things you know, on social media about when people are sharing about safety or, or the, or these tips. And there's always somebody in the comments talking about, Oh, you know, you're trying to like scare us. And, and that's, that's not the case at all. It's really sadly that this is reality of the world that we live in and, and all we want and all we've ever wanted and why we've, we both started our separate brands and then have brought, come together with, with the podcast is to help bring awareness to you, to help you be, you know, as safe as possible yep. and bringing you this information. So we think it's, you know, it was so important that, you know, you take this information and, and you know, 
take it in and start putting it to practice in your yep. daily life. Cause what we've given you today isn't anything major. No, and- it's nothing, anything earth shattering. And really, if you found a tip helpful that you haven't been practicing, let us know. Like what was, what yeah. are your takeaways from this episode that you can start doing today? Is it, can you start walking with your shoulders a little bit higher? Can you start at least making a mental note of that as you walk out your door? Can you start you know, looking around a little bit more. Can you maybe change the setting in your Google? Just do one actionable step yep. out of this episode and then shoot us a message and let us know what you did right. because that's you, really all we want. We just, this is little, we're not going to expect you to do every single one of these tomorrow, but if you can just start taking little steps forward and sharing these tips with your friends mm-hmm. and your family members, you never know um, whose life you could be potentially saving. Exactly. And then if you guys have uh, some great tips that we didn't cover that are, we want to hear them. We want to hear them. Comment on uh, the YouTube video. Uh, We want to hear them so we can continue to spread and share this information. Yep. So I think that was awesome. We appreciate you guys joining in. If you have not done so yet, please subscribe. Please like the podcast. If you're going to watch it on YouTube, it will help us out a ton. If you will thumbs up and leave us a comment on there. I don't know what it is, but I don't think YouTube like loves our show. So it doesn't get, it doesn't get uh, as much love as it could be. So we would really appreciate if you do watch the episode please drop a comment of something that you like and liked it. And then if you have not subscribed yet on iTunes or Spotify, Spotify or any of those platform, yeah. platforms, please go ahead and do that as well. Cause it really helps out the show so we can continue to bring you guys awesome information until next time. Until next time. Not Your Average Gun Girl Show and its related companies, Alexa Athletica LLC and Stami Tactical LLC, shares information that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. A reminder that laws vary for each state, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. Any items, services, products, and advice mentioned during the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show should be used at your own discretion in accordance with your local and state laws, and you should follow applicable manufacturer's instructions. Not Your Average Gun Girls, Alexa Athletica LLC, and Stami Tactical LLC cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared.